Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to not spring. No, not today. And the 45th parallel, we got no April Fool's joke here. We got five inches of snow about between eight o'clock in the morning until the afternoon with a tiny bit of freezing rain in there with 30 mile an hour winds. And I'm hoping this is the end of winter. We always joke that um, there's always one more snow in April and occasionally in May. So we fixed the snowblower when it broke in the end of February because we figured that if we didn't fix it, that for sure meant that it would snow terribly throughout March and into April. So we fixed the snowblower and now today we might use it. Snow plow trucks are out and... (laughs) Yeah, so my new haircut I got on Monday of this week. I had her take off um, several inches and I'm embracing this natural curl and the gray that's in it. However, my hair has been windblown in and out of the house a few times to go into work and then come home at lunch and then go to work. And today, if you're watching this on YouTube, I can only deal with so much of my um, hair and doing hair and makeup. So this is the view of a windblown Thursday, April 11th. So this week on the podcast, I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I have been thinking about because I haven't done a whole lot to show you. Um, on the forefront of my mind has been the April Quilt Challenge. This is the 30-day challenge that my Facebook group of My Creative Corner 3 has been working on and we're just doing some quilting 15 minutes as many days of the week as you can. I've already missed two in April because I had company on the weekend and that was last weekend and I didn't put any quilting time in because I spent all day Saturday it felt like either at the quilt shop or preparing for the foundation paper piecing oh that's a tongue twister the foundation paper piecing class of the quilt that I designed called happy hour I have found out that after making the quilt with the class we did great we had a two-hour class that went to two and a half hours and everyone picked a beverage glass and most people picked the coffee cup or Moscow mule cup which is what I originally designed it to be but you could make it whatever you want and it's so cool all of the different fabrics that people brought and picked and they're great I will put some the blocks in the show notes from the students one lady fussy cut a cheetah face with a cheetah fabric and a pink background it was sharp um, another person picked a you know copper coffee cup and one was polka dotted and wine glasses with batiks that had all kinds of swirl in the wine it was great I used um, grunge and solids in the one I made and now I'm thinking I really want to make another one with all of these different types of prints in it because it just gives it a whole different vibe So that was Saturday, 
And then we watched the national um, NCAA basketball championship, you know, in the playoffs all the way up until um, Monday, which was the national championship game for the men. And Sunday afternoon evening was the national championship game for the women. So my mom came up for the weekend and took the class and she and I love basketball and my husband likes watching the finals. So we had a great time. So are you a basketball fan? I get into it during March especially, but I watched Michigan State and University of Michigan through the fall because I'm a person who likes to know who's on the team and who the coach is and their style and some of the Big Ten basketball teams that they play throughout the year so I can kind of feel what the rivalries are and things like that. And it was very sad when both Michigan teams went out, but Michigan State went far, and that was pretty exciting to watch. I am a sports nut. Now I'm into the sports desert until the fall when football starts up again. Not much into um, spring sports and There's not a whole lot that I watch on TV at this time of year. Occasionally we'll watch soccer or rugby, but it's not something I really get into. So that was my reason why I didn't do my 15 minutes a day. But I am discovering that fancy quilting panels is instant gratification. I've done several panels that I was stuck on. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, I'll just load them on the frame. One was the long skinny skeleton. He'll go on one of my doors for Halloween and he's really adorable. I need to bind him. The next quilt that I, it's a panel, it's a yardage. It's 44 inches wide and I think it's about 20, 44 inches the width of fabric, 20 inches wide. And it's Michael Miller's um, Sarah Jane line is Sarah Jane Peter Pam. And it has the London skyline in a silhouette with Peter Penn, Wendy, Michael, and John. I couldn't remember all their names right off. I had to think about it. It's been a long time. But all I did was elongated swirls that echoed and echoed and echoed. And there were these big, billowy, puffy clouds. It's still upstairs on the frame. I didn't bring it down. And... um. I'll try to put a, li- a picture on the show notes of it. And it's really cool as I have a blue one, which is the one I just did, but I also have a pink version. And I think that one will be even maybe more cool because the it's not as uh, dramatic in the coloration of the pink and the cream versus this blue and the cream. So I think the quilting might even be a little more dramatic. I'm going to try the exact same style of quilting on that. So that's been fun. And then I also quilted a couple of mini quilts before the April challenge. And I'm going to load one of my friend's quilts. And it's an antique quilt. And it's so pretty. It's on point. And I can't recall right off the top of my head. the There's a blank square. And then um, it's like a nine patch with a couple of fancy pieces in it and I've been really thinking about what to quilt in it and I think what I've decided is I'm not going to do custom feathers or anything on it but I'm going to do small um, edge-to-edge little feathery pieces. I've done this before and they really are cute but it's still an overall pattern and um, I have to say I did use a ruler on the spider webs and my fingers just cannot take too much ruler work and 
drawing and that kind of stuff. So we're going to do edge to edge on it, which is really what she wanted. And I'm not going to make it more complicated than it is because, you know, I am an overthinker and I can make things extremely complicated sometimes. And that's my plan. So once I get Peter Pan off the frame, then I'm going to um, do that quilt. But I have the Sarah Jane Peter Pan economy block quilt back from the quilt shop. And I'm going to try to make a quilting plan for that. And ruffle, rustling through all of my stuff, I have found that I have several of my own tops. And I even found ones that needed to be um, have binding put on them. I thought they were all caught up. I have plenty, plenty to do, which leads me to my little topic of, man, I have had a rough time getting my routine in order here. And I feel like I've just got all of these balls in the air sometimes and I'm not finishing anything. And some of this, uh, the renovation started that in December where like nothing was getting done, lots of things being started, but nothing done and everything was out of place. And I got things back into place, but then my husband's job really has been changing his start time every day. And they've tried a couple of things to, you know, for manpower and containment of overtime where he'll start earlier or start later. And for a long time. I want to say about 10 years now. He has gone to work um, really early in the morning, like between six and seven in the morning. And I go to work at 830. So that gives me time to run the long arm machine when there's nobody in the house trying to watch TV or rest. And I can run a sewing machine. And then in the evening, I usually do quiet things like handwork, like embroidery or knitting. I've been on a knitting jag recently. Um, and still working on the same projects, nothing to talk about there. My Gryffindor scarf has been my evening companion. And I just have been out of rhythm because sometimes he, for the last several weeks, he's been going to work at eight o'clock in the morning. So that means I'm trying to reverse what I did, like maybe do handwork and computer work in the morning and then run the long arm later in the day. And I'm so tired and my hip is hurting with, it's, it's got arthritis and bone spurs. And by the end of the day, it's really sore. So trying to feel like I'm out of rhythm. Just this whole thing has not been working <laughs> as far as me getting things done in my routine. And I just want to say that's how I get things done. If you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I work in 15 minute increments. That's why I chose the challenge to be 15 minutes. In the morning, especially when I'm working on customer quilts, it's a little bit longer than 15 minutes, but I do things in 15 minute chunks and then move to something else like maybe press it for 15 minutes load the quilt on and then do a row maybe a row takes me 15 or a half hour depending on how big the quilt is but that's how I do things and I feel like I've been disjointed in my routine I clean in the same type of things I I mean, I've had my job for nearly 20 years where I go to work at 8.30, I take a lunch hour, come home, you know, and so 
trying to deviate from that routine, like when I have to go to other offices to fill in, makes it hard. Um, but it also makes it hard, like, you know, in hard weather days like today, I did come home for lunch, but sometimes you can't. And that makes me feel off for a day, but I've not had it an extended period of time, like this winter. So we're trying to figure out a routine, trying to figure out how I can get my work in with my long arming. And I've decided after teaching the class on a pattern that was my own, I loved that. But I don't know that I want to do tons of that this year. I did three or four quilts that I designed and two of them were in the magazines last year and one will be this summer. And it was a lot of work. Oh my gosh, it was a lot of work for very little return. And I'm just kind of like, thinking that designing, I love to make them for myself, but to write it out in a pattern is just too much brain power and it's pretty hard to do. But I love to play around on Electric Quilter 8 and make my own things from a bare bones pattern in not so many words. And that's what I'm going to plink around this year as I work on my mini quilts. So the routine, I live, breathe, and thrive on a routine. And generally, you know, it's getting that I'm really a morning person now, which is a funny thing that happened on the way to menopause for me as I have become a morning person. And I like to do my quilting and all of the sewing in the morning when I'm fresh and sipping on a cup of coffee and just I feel like I'm in my element and I've been not doing that kind of stuff in the morning. So so some of the work I've done, you know, when you look at it later, you're like, "Ooh, what happened there? You must have been really tired or, oh, your sugar must have been off or, you know, did was a long day at the office, right? When you did that, <laughs> I've had to take a few things apart. So anyway, that's that's been my winter. And winter is oh, really can be difficult up here anyway. And it's been long. So and it's been out of rhythm. So I'm going to try to figure out the new routine don't know what it's going to be like yet because lots of things are happening at my husband's office and uh, my studio for long arming is my bedroom and it's at the foot of my bed and that's fine because it doesn't matter where in this house a sewing machine is or even my cricket it it's it's pretty loud and echoes and I just don't want to keep people awake or be rude about running a machine you know you try to you try to be nice and live together. So we'll work it out. And not that it's causing any conflicts, but I need to work it out in my mind. So that's mine. So do you live and die by routines? I do. I function way better that way. And my ADHD brain functions way better that way in super short focused increments of time. And that's why my creative corner three, my little tagline is one stitch, one block, one row at a time. And I really like time leveraging. So that's been kind of my rough go of it. And then I'm working on my April challenge for Step Into Your Art. Well, it's a rough challenge for me. Oh my gosh, is it rough. So this is a little bit of a story. I am not a trained color person in choosing fabrics, colors, 
I've always gone by instinct. So this month's challenge is using a color wheel. And I think we're supposed to use complementary colors. Maybe even split complementary. I can't remember 100%, but I've been thinking about it. So I have a quilting group that I go to. We are not a guild. It's just a bunch of friends who are my mom's age. And they invited me to come a couple of years ago. So I've been meeting with them once a month. And uh, I haven't gone in a while, been kind of self-conscious. I don't know what it is. Do you ever get that way? I mean, as an introvert, maybe that's part of just my, um, just getting out and, and show and tell. And uh, sometimes it can be hard with other people. And this time was, I was looking for, for help in my English paper piecing. And that has totally dropped like a bomb. I'm telling you, I haven't picked it up. I stopped at the beginning of March. So I'm several weeks behind on my temperature quilt. And I used white thread on blue and on, and it shows, but it was the thin thread. And so they told me to try to pick thread that matches. And I was taking too many stitches. And now I feel all self-conscious about it. Like, I know I'm learning and it's, it was a beginner thing. And they were like, why are these colors all jammed up like this? And you didn't, uh, you, it was a temperature quilt. And no, they're not 100% in order, but that's okay. So that was the hard squeamishy part of meeting um, in the quilt group is sometimes I don't do a good job of explaining myself in a crowd, I guess, and trying to give an artist's statement of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And everybody looks at me like I've totally lost my mind. <laughs> and um, so, uh, well, but the good news about meeting it is that it is encouraging and it's an, an uplifting environment and there are a couple other people in the group who are modern but of the 12 of us only two or three do modern everybody else is 100 percent traditional even though they think they're a little more modern they're totally not they're traditional or contemporary traditionalists and i'm i ride the fence of modern and i'm playing around with art quilts so with this color challenge I was fretting. I've been fretting about it for 11 days since the announcement of the challenge for Step Into Your Art. And Sandy, don't take this wrong, but I don't know anything about the color wheel. And I have tried. I even bought a color wheel years ago and I can't find it. I think I gave it away or threw it away. Or maybe it's buried in my stuff because, you know, I can't find anything. I'm slowly digging out, but I can't find it. And I have, I need to start writing down when I loan people or give things away because then I think maybe I have it. Do you do that? I'm terrible. So, well, the lady who is really good at color and English paper piecing had two color wheels. And my friend Alice from work wanted one and I picked them both up and I took the antique one. It's called Dial a Color. And what is amazing is on the back, there's in a very simple form it tells you about color and complementary and how to use a number system which works for my brain way better than the other color wheels that just have these lines and my brain goes oh it's spaghetti i can't see it so i'm going to work on a 
Split complementary, I think. And if it's not 100% the challenge, Sandy will forgive me at the uh, quote cabana. But you look at collar number one, six, and eight. Okay, one, six, and eight on the color wheel. So I want to go with the teal color. What's interesting is I naturally picked orange to go with it. Yay, that works on the color wheel. That is number six of my number one, which is teal. But then the color eight is red. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I read that backwards. It, red is six and orange is eight. But I thought red and orange together with the teal? I don't know about that. I'd have never, I would have gone this, um, maybe this is why my quilts sometimes make no sense to people. Because naturally I would have gone with the aqua and the orange, but then I might have wanted to pick purple totally not in according to the color wheel doesn't really work and maybe that's why some of my quilts always feel like they kind of don't hit the mark so I'm going to work on this color study now the good thing was my friend Alice subscribed to Quilting Arts magazine and I've had I've had about three or four issues in my office and every once in a while in between things in downtime I'll flip through them at work and I found a wonderful article that I read on my lunch hour of course on the color wheel and it was very inspiring and it made more sense of what I'm doing so I'm going to show you some of the fabric on YouTube and um, otherwise you'll have to go to the show notes but I have the paintbrush studio aqua teal green color that I bought at QuiltCon. Then I have orange that I picked from QuiltCon, and I've been loving this bright, clear orange. And I always have that on hand, and I bought more of that. And then red. I'm like, ooh, I don't ha I hate working with red. I'll be honest, I hate it. Red makes me feel uncomfortable and angry a lot of times. <laughs> and I think red is hard to work with sometimes. So I have a few scraps a Kona red and some other red pieces and I thought well maybe that that looks like it goes with the color wheel and then I looked and I'm like whoa there's a tiny bit of orange on this red print with my orange and blue and I'm like really this works I can't believe it like years of people studying art and teaching it at advanced degrees and I didn't believe that it would work. <laughs> it works! So I'm going to work on my Step Into Your Art Challenge with this fabric pull. And it's due by the end of the month. And I'm pretty excited. I think I'm going to do some improv-esque type of things. But I also want to try using a little bit of fabric paint. And maybe, maybe try some so illustrated types of um, techniques on this. I have the book so illustrated by Kristen Nesser and Minky Kim and it's it's challenge. I tried it a little bit ago and I didn't read all the directions and watch all the videos close enough but the quilt shop has just started carrying the brand name Steema Seam and I've got some other knockoff kind and it didn't stick. And so my, you, it, their applique and then you outline it raw edge and you outline stitch it with 
brown and I used black and it was too harsh. I have some brown I found in my thread collection and I thought, wouldn't it be super fun to do some kind of way cool art inspired so illustrated in my teal orange and red so dial a color i have no idea when this was made because the copyright is just says see copyright i'm assuming that this is from the late 60s early 70s it kind of has a psychedelic vibe to it um <laughs> i love it it's old it's simple and in a graphics that are kind of mod and cool and actually it's the first time i've actually got a color wheel and it made sense because of all of these simple directions and reading the article in the quilting arts now there's another thing i read in quilting arts i really want to do but the story was so touching because it's about two women who are totally connected. And I can't think of which issue it was right off the top of my head. And I will try to link the proper issue. But if you can get a copy of Quilting Arts, I think it was a couple of issues ago. But it was about this lady who is uh, does art quilts. And she has a family relative who has a developmental disability. And she worked with her for a long time. And somehow they, um, over the years, live in different states. And she worked with her on writing. And over time, her writing skills aren't worked on all the time where she's at. And so when she sees her, she'll give her paper and pen and she'll say, can you write your name for me? Which evolved to as they meet and chat and have visits um it sounds like her verbal skills are pretty limited but they communicate through just being together and she has her writing and her writing is her own little language she doesn't use letters but she does what she they call scribbles in the article but they really are more complex than that some are super simple and what this lady does is she embroiders them she copies them onto um, fabric. She embroiders them, puts them together in art quilts. And then by the end, I'm like, oh my gosh, her artistic mind is so great. So she looked at, um, in the meeting, she said, will you spell your name for me while she was chatting with another friend? And she started to spell it. She had the first three letters and then it kind of fell apart to her own um, syntax, basically. And she said, this is what happens to a woman on her way to menopause. She starts out okay and then kind of falls apart. I laughed so hard. I thought it was fantastic. The article was awesome. I'm not going to do too many more spoilers, but you, oh, you should read it if you can. The connection between these two people and preserving the woman's writings doodles and stuff are amazing and I thought now I could do this on a small scale this is a lifelong project between these two women and collaborating but I thought wouldn't that be fun to like get your grandkids art and do I know people who have embroidered that but I'm like even just little swirly doodles of my own and translate that into an art quilt Maybe there's a challenge in there for myself after the Step Into Your Art Challenge is finished this year. So 
those were some wonderful things that I have um, been encouraged by today. And maybe it'll help me get the sewing um, mojo back. Uh, yeah, the piecing part hasn't been there. Uh, I've been working pretty hard on learning my Cricut. So it's like I don't have tons to show for it. Though this week I learned how to use the rotary blade on the Cricut and cut out a bunch of felt circles. And I want to make like a gar, not a garland or a bunting, but it's like a wall of beads. Remember from the old days? Well, doing a wall of stiff felted circles on strings. And I thought that would be way cool for curtains or to give a modern feel, maybe even a short one. You know, in the old days in Victorian houses, they, um, to cut down on drafts, they put like curtains and uh, valence across. They had special names and I can't draw pull it up right now. But I thought, no, wouldn't be that, that would be cool for a modern vibe. My doll, my doors are pretty tall and I have tall ceilings in this house and there is room for a little tiny polka dot feel felt valence at the top of the door. We'll see how tall my husband, <laughs> he's pretty tall. Maybe he would hit his head, but I'm going to work on something like that because I think it will be cool. And it'd be a good project for me to learn how to use the Cricut and then learn all of these different um, types of uh, products that you can use. The other thing I want to try is to cut balsa wood and make like little puzzles and all kinds of art things you can do. So I'm very, very excited. Maybe that's stealing some of my um, energy away from piecing so much. And, and the other part is I got, I inventoried my quilts. I have a lot of them and I'm trying to store them responsibly and use them responsibly. And, you know, there just comes a point as to how many quilts do I really need in this house? I'm rapidly approaching 100 and <clears throat> yeah, well, I've got them stored in, in totes and folded in all the wrong ways. I try to keep them out of the sunlight. I rotate them in and out um, in use. And I don't know. So if you got any tips on storing quilts in a house with no closets, because remember I talked about that last week and nobody had any great ideas on how to use a two foot wide by six foot deep closet. Seriously, come on, people. I need ideas. <laughs> um you know, so I'm thinking of smaller projects. That's why 2019 is my year of making mini quilts and catching up on the tops I made last year that need to be quilted. Um, I'm looking at more sewing, like using is projects, you know, like um, pencil bags and cosmetic bags and just kinds of fun things like that. And I want to make an apron. So my mom last weekend brought up a bunch of patterns that she didn't want anymore. And one was the church lady apron. I want to make that. And I'm going to see if it's big enough to cover me up properly. But that's another project I want to do. Now that's a sewing project, but it's not quilt related. I think I can do it. I think I can. Um, and I hope I don't have to get my serger threaded because that has been the bane of my existence with that serger. And I don't serge enough to want to upgrade. So... Yeah, I'll have to get the tutorials out and how to thread that thing. Let's see, what is it sitting right here? 
It's a Janome serger, but it's a low-end beginner type, and I'm having trouble with keeping the fourth um, looper thread in there properly. When it works, it works great. When it doesn't work, it's maddening, kind of like technology. So I want to say thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Remember, you can support the podcast by buying me a virtual cuppa. I love coffee and tea, and you can go to my website, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You'll notice that I have a static page on the front now. Be sure you can look all over several places. You can click to see right to the blog and at the bottom of the page is recent posts. If you click to the blog, you will find the store, the links, buy me a virtual cuppa on a big page, but also at the top of the page of the static page there in front or the home page. Um, it has all links to the store and buy me a cuppa or be a patron or sign up for the newsletter, all of those things. I really appreciate the people who have also taken the time to leave me iTunes reviews. Um, since my computer got wiped in the fall because it crashed, I had trouble getting into iTunes and I've looked at them recently and I can't access all of the reviews that are on there, but I appreciate the kind words that people have said in the iTunes review. And I thank you because sharing makes it so where people can find us. And I would love to have a very active group uh, community where we can chat and talk and maybe share ideas about how to <laughs> arrange closets and talk about creativity and crafting and all of the things. So right now in my creative season is probably not the flow state, but more in the working on the ideas that I have written down. And that happens to me seasonally. So now I'm in the quilting flow for free motion quilting and then the crafting and stuff I'm learning and I'm getting into my routine and I am looking at the list of projects and all of the things that I have mapped out for this quarter and I'm making it and it's working and I'm getting there but the routine part has to get more nailed down and I would like to work on the step into your art challenge starting that tomorrow maybe uh, if I can get to the quilt shop and get some steam a seam because the that what I have what didn't hold and I have no idea what it was I think I bought it at a craft store and I don't even know so overall um I really 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 thank you for listening and I'm not gonna let this howling wind and snow stop me from having a productive evening um it is uh about supper time here and the daylight is staying longer, which is also helping me to get into a more creative flow. <laughs> oh, it's hard to work in the dark, isn't it? Anyway, everyone have an absolutely wonderful week. We'll be back next week and check out the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Quilt on, everyone. 